Morning Liberty. You know, Nate, I was expecting some nostalgia today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. thought possibly you would switch that intro up a little bit to I'm, something that we both played together back in the day. I'm not going to ever do that, <laughs> to tell you the truth. We, uh, One of our friends, we both have played music for a long time. Uh, Too long. A long time. Since, uh, <laughs> what, like 2005, 4, 2004, yeah, something, like, something that. like that. One of our friends we were in a band with for a long time, his name is Aaron. Well, he's got every single recording that we've ever done. And I'm talking about like some of those recordings from back when you were like 16 years old and you thought that you were really cool at that point in time. Well, we got to listen to some of those today and I am not going to use those as an intro. Just so you know, Charlie, I'm not going to do that. I don't know why you wouldn't. uh, Well, uh, I I think it would be pretty apparent why I'm not going to do that, to tell you the truth. Uh, I think I think everyone would know very quickly. Well, I wanted so. to say welcome back to the Good Morning Liberty podcast, streaming a little bit later today than we had hoped. Yeah. But, you know, duty calls, and there were a lot of... I was on the phone for over eight hours today, and so... There's only so I can't be on the phone and live at the same time. You could. It just wouldn't be very fun to it, watch. It, no, I wouldn't. You guys would not have fun on those things. No, so. trust me. I have been looking at the, the view that you guys have of Charlie right now. I've been looking at that all day, only he's been on the phone talking yeah. about the most boring stuff you've ever heard of. <laughs> it's not so that boring. That's, it's very boring. Yeah. yeah. It's really boring. Uh, but anyway. It's not, it's not liberty exciting, that's for sure. It is not like liberty, which is what we talk about on this podcast. If you guys didn't notice, that's obviously what we talk about on this podcast. We love liberty so much, we say good morning to it. <laughs> yes, we do. And now it's good evening, liberty. And yeah. we're here to talk to you guys about why. Liberty is the answer to all of the problems that we're all having. Guys, there's a lot of problems. There are actual problems that people are having today. What's that, okay? one, what's that one movie there's... where the guy goes, problems? Everybody's got problems. <laughs> I don't know. Don't I know talk to me about, about your problems. I know what you're talking about, but uh, I do not know. If you guys know what movie that is, then chime in and let what us know. What movie is that? They're on the subway. For those of you guys watching live, let us let us know. Um, so anyway, we we talk about these problems, these economic... There's health care is a big issue. You know, people not getting paid what they think they need to get paid or not getting paid enough to have the life that they want to have. Uh, we, we talk about all these kinds of things every single day, only we don't just... Um, demagogue the entire day and tell you how if we just give the government more power then it's going to fix all of your problems because a lot of people are going to tell you that but we actually try to talk about how we can freely come to these solutions how we can pinpoint what the actual problems are and we do not need the heavy hand of a tyrannical government to ensure that you're going to have a good life because that's not a safe answer let me tell you what if you want to go ahead and be dependent on someone else for the rest of your life, uh, you can make that decision if you want to. But let me tell you one thing. The U.S. government is not a good thing to plan long term on being your uh, the person that you want to be dependent on. That is not a safe solution yeah, what's, it, whatsoever. It removes your power. Yeah, it does. The, the power is in your hands if you want it to be. And if you... Place it on the government. Well, that takes the power out of your hands. Charlie, now, is that a Coca-Cola you, placement right there? Are we it, getting paid for that? It gives you an advantage. Well, this is where the sip and scan code okay. lies. Okay. So I was going to talk about that here in a second. But, yeah. you know, if you transfer the power, it does have one advantage. You get to sit in a corner and cry and whine yeah. about life because nothing's your fault. So that's one advantage Yeah. to transferring the power out of your hands into someone else's. But the disadvantage is you lose the power and then you just... 
life still sucks and you're just sitting in a corner crying about I, it. That see that doesn't sound better <laughs> no, to me. Like no. all these people that are sitting around that are upset about the situations in their lives and people have bad situations they're going through. It's a mm-hmm. real thing. It's a real problem. But all these people that are sitting around waiting for the right person to get elected into the government so you can have the life that you want. Jeez, what can, I just cannot imagine how just soul deadening, just soul crushing that must feel. If you just take the responsibility for your life and you decide that you're going to change it, then man, that's some power right there. And so the bad part is you're responsible, but the good part is you're responsible. And uh, if you give the government the power, you're never responsible. And the bad part is you have to be dependent on other people making good decisions for your life. And that's just not good. I don't like Mm -hmm. it. I think that does it for the day. Yeah. That's That's all you need to know. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening. But first, before you go, I was telling you guys about the Sip and Scan Code, which they took all, they kind of took off of here. It doesn't say Sip and Scan anymore. Without our permission. That is ridiculous. But you know what? We're still running the Sip and Scan Code, which means that if you subscribe to this podcast, it's free to do. You have a button that says subscribe or follow. It doesn't matter what app you're on. Just hit subscribe so that our show will show up on your favorite podcast listening device automatically the next day we release it, which would be tomorrow. Yeah. Or this episode, if you've already subscribed, which I know many of you have because the numbers just keep going up and up and up. And man, if my head gets any bigger from our audience (laughs) growth, then (laughs) I know I don't think I can take any more, any more followers whatsoever. I need to hire a humble therapist. You know, we gained about four, (laughs) we gained about 400 more followers over the weekend on Instagram. That's not not too bad. That's not terrible. We're not running ads. We're not running ads on that. Better than zero. That's a lot better than zero. Last time I checked. Yeah. You know, we have a lot to get to, but first I wanted to talk about what we were talking about at the beginning today, which was, we went through all of this old music and, oh man. You know what's weird is like we're getting older. Yeah. You know, there's there's no turning back the clock. Um, now you guys can finally see us now. And I told you guys for a long time before we went live how handsome we were. But <laughs> but we are getting older over the 30-year mark. And so when you go back 15 years and figure out, you know, what songs you were writing when you were 16, I was crying laughing. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the guitar parts and <laughs> some of the production quality and oh, the man. singing and screaming is so good. Hilarious. <laughs> so you guys sometimes, especially you older folks, you need to go back in time just a little bit yeah. and laugh at your former self. Don't and, be afraid to go back and poke fun at yourself. You and know? realize that with time, as long as you keep grinding every single day, you're making progress. You know, what we and des- that's what's important. You know, what we decided from that that was good. Something you said was that at least we put ourselves out there. It, yes, you know, exactly. I was like, I was like I cannot believe you know when we were in high school we would get up we would play shows at the high school or we would do like talent contests and things like that and I was like man everyone must have thought we were just so freaking terrible like here we were playing these songs and we thought we we were really good hey I'm not trying to knock the rest of the band members if you guys are listening that's that's not what I mean but some were better than others don't be afraid to put yourself out there because the only way that you really learn is from failing you learn a lot more from failure than you do from success that's why we're so freaking smart (laughs) so we failed so many times yourself out there i think this is a great transition by the way (laughs) failure (laughs) okay it's a great transition to the news do you want to do some news let's do some news okay did you hear this thing did you hear what happened with colin kaepernick over the weekend Uh, that's why i said speaking of failures speaking of failure (laughs) colin so kaepernick so the nfl scheduled this 
this uh, this practice or this uh, what what was it? What would you call it? Like a workout? A, a workout? Yeah. yeah. It's well, really, it's like kinda, a job interview is what it is. He, I think he kind of scheduled it, and the NFL kind of obliged. Well, they so they set up this practice, this workout um, at the uh, in Atlanta, <laughs> and all these teams came in. Twenty five teams came in to watch. Colin Kaepernick throw a ball around, and then there were TV crews and media there, all that kind of stuff. Well, he's been complaining about not having a job, about how he's getting held out of the NFL because of his stance and kneeling for the flag. And then he gets this workout, the opportunity to go in front of these teams. They, they set it up. 25 teams come there. And then half an hour before, half an hour before the thing was supposed to start, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not coming. We're going to do it over here at this high school. And uh, you guys can come over there if you want, but I want my own TV crew to, to film this, and I want to bring my own receivers to come out there and catch the balls and all, all that kind of stuff. And because he was upset, the main thing, now he said it was about his camera crew, it was actually about the legal waiver that he had to sign. Because what that said inside of that waiver was that he could not sue the NFL if he didn't get a job from one of the teams. And he, now, he did he, not he like have, that. He didn't have to sign the waiver by moving it? No, because it wasn't an NFL function anymore. It was his workout. And oh. the, yeah, so he didn't have to do that anymore. Did the teams come and watch him? I don't know. They, I know that some scouts posted uh, some of the information. They said that he, uh, he had a lot of strength on the ball. He was throwing it really hard, really fast, but his accuracy wasn't very good. And that, so that was. They said he could still run really well. Um, basically, the uh, the I don't know the overall mindset about it was that he looked like he did when he was last playing in the NFL. Average. He looked average. Which got him to the bench. Which got him on the bench. Yeah. You know, he did go to the Super Bowl with the 49ers in he 2012, um, I think. Yeah, Somewhere around like there, 2011 maybe. Yeah, is that what that, was that that game where like the power went out in like the middle of it or something like that? I think you remember so. all the lights went out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, But, so, you know, it, he was just more of a game manager than anything. And guess what? The 49ers lost yeah. uh, the Super Bowl, but and they had a ridiculous defense. Um, which you need, by the way, you need a good defense anyway to go to the Super Bowl. And that's yeah. kind of how it works. I mean, look at the Giants. Eli Manning is a terrible quarterback. Yeah. He has been for a long time, and he got benched this year. He's like 1% as good as his brother. I guess he's a victim because he got <laughs> benched so. He got benched this year. <laughs> Obviously. For a brand new guy. He got the, benched for his stance on interceptions. <laughs> and, the, and this new guy sucks. <laughs> you know, there's a comedian I kind of like named Donnie Baker. I do his voice sometimes, and he calls... Uh, Colin Kaepernick by a different name, and I didn't know if I could say it, but I decided in my mind I could just say it because I'm saying Capper in front of it. Okay, but he calls him he calls him Colin Capper Dick. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll have to take that thing off where it says this is okay for kids yeah. to listen to, which I have to check a box on it when we go live that it's okay. It is okay for kids. Yeah, sure. It's yeah, a name. It so listen to uh, Stephen A. Smith. Um, this is a commentator on ESPN. He's got got his own show with uh, another guy. I can't remember his name. So he's got a show on ESPN, and he was not happy with what Colin Kaepernick did. Uh, I'm just oh, gonna, who is that other guy? Everybody hates him. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play the video for you guys real quick, uh, and then we'll we'll kind of talk about this idea. First off, keep this it's, in your uh, mind. It's Skip Bayless. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick wore a shirt that said Kunta Kinte on it, which is likening himself to a slave yeah, uh, who was, from the uh, series Roots. There was a novel, Roots. There was a miniseries called Roots, and there was a... Uh, an African slave whose name was Kunta Kinte, uh, and he ended up getting beaten for not acknowledging that they had changed his name to Toby. He ended up having his foot cut off, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. And and Colin Kaepernick has decided that he is Kunta Kinte in this in this frame. So we're going to uh, 
listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say about this, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about it for a sec. This man wanted a chance. Twenty-five teams show up in Georgia at the Atlanta Falcons practice facility, stated our facility, NFL personnel, equipment, everything, video, everything. And what does Colin Kaepernick do? Not Tuesday when he found out about it, not Wednesday, not Thursday, not Friday, Saturday. Three hours before the workout. Because of some issue with a liability waiver. Colin Kaepernick wants to change the venue. Colin Kaepernick wants his own receivers. Colin Kaepernick wants to video things himself. Colin Kaepernick wants the media. This Colin Kaepernick, media can't find him. He ain't done no interviews. He ain't talked to nobody. Media can't find him, but he wants to do it. He wants the media available now. see you see he don't want to play he wants to be a martyr okay so some harsh words right there he wants to be a martyr he wants to be a martyr and that's that was exactly the kind of what i picked up from it he's not really interested in getting a job in the nfl he wants to keep his namesake going he wants to stay relevant in the news so he can get another million dollar deal from nike Probably well, that's way easier than playing football yeah. for, for sure and less embarrassing for him. So it's it's a lot easier for him for him to do this. If he actually was just looking at getting on a team in the NFL, then he could have gone to the workout. He could have shown that he was a really good quarterback and then he could have taken some offers for, from some teams. And instead, he decided that he was going to do this now or if you really wanted to you know at least like join a practice squad or something yeah you know where you could be maybe a fourth string you know fourth string option if somebody gets hurt you move on up this isn't about playing football though this is about keeping what's going on going on staying in the news making sure that he's getting this word out like he is this went down exactly like how we wanted it to all the right people feel the way that they do about it and uh, all the other people feel the same way they did. So this is exactly what he was looking for. And I took, it, it really bothered me a lot that he wore that Kunta Kinte shirt. Um, because, it, and not that it's the same thing, but we, we get some of these comparisons from even people on the left, on the, just say, on the socialist worldview, that we're all slaves. We're all some kind of slaves. And these these debt slaves or these work slaves where we have to work every single day and provide value to people. We're oppressed. We're oppressed because we have to go to work, something like that, which is a ridiculous idea if you think about it, because what are you saying should happen otherwise? You're saying that you shouldn't have to go to work and other people should be forced to provide you with things. That's the opposite ideology there, that you shouldn't have to do anything and other people should have to do things to provide you with things in your life making them slaves instead. So instead, we have this system where people get together and they decide how they're going to provide value for one another. And that's what work is. But anyway, he wears this Kunta Kinte shirt because obviously he's taken a stance. And I'm not saying I disagree with what he was kneeling for. I don't like the way that he did it. But I do agree that there is a problem inside of our justice system. I think that laws are set up where they disproportionately affect people of color. 
I think that not so much that all police officers are racist. I think they are victims of the terrible laws that they, that they have been set out to enforce on a daily basis, which are going to disproportionately affect people who are of a minority status or lower income, things like that. So I'm not saying I completely disagree with what he was protesting, but he's not a slave. And if you are of African descent, I don't know how this doesn't just make your head explode. I don't see how it doesn't make you so mad that you're that you got tears running out of your eyes because you're so upset about this. Just think, you know, think about slavery. Think what about what people had to go through during this time. And I'm not just talking about American colon, colonies. You know, people have been enslaved throughout the entirety of human history. All throughout history, people have been enslaved. Not just people from Africa, people from everywhere have been enslaved by other people. Mm -hmm. And America was not the only place that had slaves, by the way. Other countries had slaves. Britain had slaves. Britain? France? By the way, he was protesting the Betsy Ross flag. Britain still uses the flag that they used at the time when they owned all of the slaves. They still use the same flag that they did at that time. Our flag, we don't even use the same flag anymore. But somehow it's bad for us to show ours. Britain's still showing the same flag they were when they were selling everyone the slaves yeah. at that point in time. It's 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 ridiculous. But before you go on this slave comparison, yeah, <clears throat> I wanted to make a statement about the waiver because it seems like he did most of this because he didn't like the waiver, which stated that he couldn't sue the NFL if he didn't get picked by a team. Yeah. What's funny about waivers is <clears throat> is that if the person you're suing is actually at fault, the waiver doesn't hold up in court. Yeah. So like, like the waiver you sign at the hospital. Exactly. You know? there, there's waivers that you sign. It's like, look, if you can p- still prove that that person is at fault, then the waiver doesn't hold any water. It's just like when you go on, a, let's say, an adventure, right? Like if you go uh, or a theme park or something. And white you, water rafting. White water rafting, <laughs> whatever it is. And you sign a waiver that like, hey, you're taking a risk. And if something happens, we're not, you know, we're not at fault. You're waiving the liability of the company. But if the company does something nefarious that you can prove in court that they caused the accident to happen or they caused you harm, then the waiver is null and void. It doesn't matter because that person or that entity is still at fault. And so the fact that he didn't want to sign a liability waiver is just ridiculous because if if something happened and he could prove the NFL didn't pick him because of race or gender or whatever and not athletic ability or quarterback ability, then he could still sue him. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not he signed the waiver. So it's either ignorance or it's all for show, which I think it's all for show because the dude's got a team of lawyers. He has to. Yeah. He's not. If he's dumb, his team of lawyers isn't. Or they shouldn't be. (laughs) He's got lawyers. Maybe they're from, I don't know, SIU law school. (laughs) No no offense. (laughs) I'm kidding. SIU is a great school. It's just. Uh, Sure. It's just dying. Yeah. That's. That, as all great in, schools do <laughs> in the eighties, in the eighties, yeah. it was, a, it was the pinnacle, yeah. uh, pinnacle party school from what I hear. That's how you know, that's how you know it's a good school is when they can't get anyone to go there anymore. You know, that's good. It's not from mountaintop university <laughs> yeah. or might, might I dare say Trump university. Oh man, now that would be a bad one. Okay. Which he wouldn't hire those lawyers anyway. So chime in anytime you want to, but. I was just wanting to go over the idea that Colin Kaepernick is somehow a slave, that he is somehow akin to what people like Kunta Kinte in Roots had to go through. So Colin Kaepernick is a slave, right? Because nothing says slavery 
like being able to freely move about and choose what you do in your life. Now that's slavery. First off, you know, nothing says slavery, like getting paid $1 million to act in Nike commercials. Now that that's some slavery right there. Nothing says I'm just like the slaves, like being able to reject an offer from the NFL. If he does get an offer, man, they've got him enslaved. Don't they? For sure. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if you remember, we, we had some of the same classes, but I remember one of the worst stories about slavery in my history textbooks was where the slaves were given the opportunity to speak to the media about their grievances, all while making crazy money to wear clothing that had a spe specific logo on it. That was one of the worst stories I ever read about, for yeah. sure. That's exactly how the slaves were branded, by the way. They got off the boat, and immediately they were given a choice to take a million-dollar check to please wear their slave master's branding if they really wanted to, but they didn't have to if they didn't want to. That's, that's what we read about, for sure, in the history books. And That's of, one of the definitions. That's one of them. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, one of the hallmarks of slavery was that the slaves were given preferential treatment to record their skills and freely choose to accept contracts for multiple millions of dollars to play a football game if they wanted to. And where people who played against them could receive $25,000 fines if they hit them below the knees or hit them in the face too hard with their hands. Now that's, that's some brutal, that's some brutal, this is just like, this is just like Roots actually. Now that, now that I think about it. Yeah. Just like it. We should, uh, we should remake the series Roots and just replace it with the story of Colin Kaepernick. It would have exactly the same meaning and effect. Only when Colin Kaepernick refuses to do what the NFL wants, he still gets a million-dollar deal from Nike and lives a higher standard of living than 99% of the rest of the people in the world. Just, but the same thing. Every, everything else is the same after that. So, the, and what we, you know, I hadn't watched it in a while. But apparently the thing we missed on Roots was when Kunta Kinte's masters decided they didn't want him anymore, so they told him to leave after they paid him $40 million for his time on the plantation. That was the hardest part to watch. That's when the tears started rolling right there. That's when Kunta Kinte was able to freely go about his life and live a higher standard of living than almost every other single person in the entire world. That was, that was the saddest part of Roots. A right? real classic. Just a real classic yeah. right there. That, you know, <laughs> that, that's, They should totally remake this with Colin Kaepernick. So Kaepernick, Colin, comma, Colin, is... Like all of us today, actually, he's the beneficiary of the greatest time to ever be alive as a human being. And equating any part of his life to the plight of African slaves is a joke and a complete disservice to the actual slaves that were murdered or mistreated throughout human history. And just think about it, like in, in, a, in Roots, Kunta Kinte refused to go by his name of Toby and he was beaten and he even had his foot cut off by his owners. Kaepernick received a million dollar endorsement deal from Nike after he was paid $40 million to play a couple good seasons in the NFL. But other than that, the, yeah, they're exactly the same. It's the same story almost. Right. Line by line. Yeah. Other than that, he is he's most definitely, well, actually because of that, he is a slave. Well, yeah, because of that. Yeah. yeah. You know that he got paid $39.4 million of his contract before he left the NFL or was released officially. That's a lot of money. That is. As he got the highest uh, contract ever for a quarterback at the time when he was playing NFL and he still received $40 million of it before they let him go. But it's NFL. Same thing as getting your foot cut off. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Oh man. Like I said, this, this roots remake is going to be hard hitting for sure. For sure. 
It's like it's all because what he can't kneel or he can't protest. I don't. Uh, I just don't understand how he keeps. This is the problem with playing the victim narrative. This yeah. is what the actual problem is, is that what level of analysis are you actually going to go down to? And the fact that he wore the the Kunta Kinte shirt is just appalling, it in is. my opinion. Um, because it doesn't seem like he's trying to bring awareness or anything that happened, you know, specifically to those to to slaves that during that time. Well, he's not you know? even trying to bring awareness to people who are actually victims today. He's trying to bring awareness to himself and how he thinks he's a victim. Mm-hmm. He could wear a shirt that has Michael Brown's face on it or something like that if he wanted to do that. Or the guy from uh, from New York. can't remember uh, the guy that was ended up dying uh, because he was selling loose cigarettes. Thank you, government, for making all the best laws was in the world. Castro? No, no, that wasn't his name. I can't remember. Yeah, we'll we'll have to. Sorry, sorry for everyone. We can't remember his name right Ed. now. Ed, yeah, it was Ed. Something starts with an E. I can tell yep. you that for sure. That's right. Um. So anyway, like he could have worn shirts that had those people's faces and names on them. You know, maybe he could have, maybe he could have done that. But instead, he decided to try to show the world that he was akin to African slaves back in the 17 and 1800s which is completely ridiculous. I agree with Stephen A. It's yeah. He's just trying to be, he doesn't want to play, yeah. actually. He's just trying to stay relevant. He wants to be a martyr. He wants to play the victim card. And he'll probably get another endorsement deal because somebody will think that uh, they feel bad for him. Yeah, he might even end up getting a job. and he might, get a, he might get a job. I mean, there's some pretty terrible quarterback play out there right now. Who it's, would you say he's possible. better than? Right, right now, Eli Manning. <laughs> well, he's already on Sorry. the bench. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what starting quarterbacks could uh, he be better than? Hmm. Who's Denver's quarterback? I can't even remember his name. Yeah, maybe that guy. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe? I know the uh, the Cardinals, but they have the number one draft. You know, they got a brand new guy playing right now, so yeah. he's he's not their problem. No, but that's Kyler anyway. Murray. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, like maybe he could come in. Maybe a team is gonna make a gesture of how you know virtuous they are something like that but that's like the worst thing that could happen for him because then everyone's going to be reminded that he's not a good quarterback mm-hmm. and that's like the worst possible scenario for him as he comes in and is like oh yeah that's why he wasn't playing that's now as far why. as his activism goes into actually bringing light to the issues in our criminal justice system which there are issues in the criminal justice system as we've laid out before all of that's fine. But the other thing is, is that Kaepernick sucks as a quarterback. I was having a kind of a debate earlier with a guy about this and it's like, uh, he was trying to say that, you know, he's, he's definitely better than a few quarterbacks that are in the league and it's insulting that he doesn't have a job offer and all this stuff. And it's like, man, if you watch his last couple seasons, like go back and look at the tape. And even the scouts today were saying, yeah, his arm strength is good. He can bomb it down the field, but his accuracy, accuracy is terrible. Yeah. It's like, you know, if if you can't hit the receiver on target, then what are you going to do? Dude, we complain all the time about Dak Prescott yeah. for the quarter for the quarterbacks, for the Cowboys. <laughs> he's the quarterback for the Cowboys and he's not that accurate all the time. Yeah. You know, you see guys like, you know, uh, man, who's some accurate deep throw? Russell Wilson. Yeah. Ridiculous deep throw. Like he almost lays the ball in, in receiver's hands 40 yards down the field almost all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's just really pretty to watch that happen. But like Dak, 
although he can throw some amazing balls, there's sometimes because he does that little hip thing, you know, <laughs> he like yeah. throws off his back foot sometimes yeah. or he, his timing's a little bit off where we're like, Oh man, if he just would have thrown that like half a second sooner, that would have been perfect. Yeah. You know, so accuracy, God, it's so important. I mean, these guys are moving. Um, they're the fastest in the world, obviously, because yeah. they play in the NFL. So you take all the best college players and, and you pick the, the few that are the best and then they make up the NFL. Yeah. But it's like, um, the fact it's just this simple. He's not good enough to be an NFL. He's not good enough to justify all of the detra- distraction and negative press. Right. Distraction is a big deal. Yes. Yeah. People like T.O. And we talked about this last week. People like Terrell Owens and Des Bryant and some of these guys that were are good receivers, but they would run their mouths so much that no one wanted to be on the team with them because they're big distractions and coaches don't like it. Uh, you know, most of the players don't like it except for their friends. The owners don't like it for sure. And uh, you've got to be good enough to justify that distraction that you're going to bring to a team. And that's what, what ended up happening with those guys is they were no longer good enough to justify it. Look what just happened to Antonio Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Although he did got, he got picked up by the Patriots, but then because he, uh, some other things happened, but like recording the call. Was he there like a week or something yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah. Record, he recorded a call from his coach and did all of these other things that is just completely frowned upon. You're like, yeah. it's not worth dealing with. Yeah. It's like at that time, you're no longer a professional. You know, you're not, you're not being a pro. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's a fine line because like, if I had a corporation that was paying me money and made me do something against my beliefs, I would take a stand up against that. Yeah. You know, but what are they actually making him do? You no, know, nothing not take a knee. I don't even think they've said that. Have they? Um, I don't, I don't know. They did. They changed some kind of a rule. Um, but I do, I can't remember exactly what it was, but at the end of the day, it's just, he's going to, I don't know. He could do all of his activism off the field and could still play quarterback. It's not about just like Stephen A. Smith said, this is not about playing football. It's, it's about something else. So we'll see, uh, see what happens. You want to do the next news story? This is a good news story. If you want to, Talk yeah. about that, about Amazon for I a second. Can. One of our most favorite companies. <laughs> well, this is cl- clearly biased, though, because this is coming out of Fox News. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. But anyway, Amazon takes large step forward to shelter Seattle's homeless families. Amazon has opened its doors to Seattle homeless families in need by investing in Mary's Place. In the spring of 2020, Mary's Place is set to open a state-of-the-art shelter the largest dedicated permanent shelter for families designed for families struggling with housing. In addition, two of the eight floors are dedicated to families with nowhere to live while their children are being treated for serious illness. Amazon sliced off a 63,000 square foot chunk of the new city building to provide the nonprofit with a permanent home. The company's top real estate executive, John Schulter made the announcement in May of 2017. Amazon won't charge the families rent and will pay for utilities, maintenance, and security under a decade-long operating agreement. However, Schulter said that the clause does not indicate a sunset in our intentions and reports that the company has committed more than $100 million in cash and in-kind donations. At least 275 families will inhabit the new Mary's Place facility. The lower floor will be used for diversion spaces and the upper floors are designed for longer stays. According to Hartman, a typical family stays in a shelter for about 85 days before finding permanent housing and 70% of incoming families are already employed. 
Additionally, the kitchen will be used to prepare some 600,000 meals a year, also serving 10 other Mary's Place shelters in the county. Oh, my God. What a, we what a, steal the wealth from Amazon. What a terrible place. What just a they terrible company. They can't be doing this type of stuff. No. This, this is... This is a posturous. <laughs> is that a word? Uh, no. no, no, it's not a word. It's not. No. Um, so, the the obvious first uh, response from this is going to be, ah, oh, this is just a PR move. This is just to make themselves look better. And what do we always say at that point? Who cares? Good, good. That's the good part about capitalism, is that to make a good PR move, you know what you got to do? You got to help a lot of people. And even if that is what they're doing, which is making a good PR move before Seattle does their city council elections, if that's what they're doing, then good for them. That This is still really good. But the uh, the problem is in this this $100 million that they're going to be, that, that this equates to, this $100 million, the problem is that people would still rather that come from the government. They still don't like the fact that it came from Amazon. They would rather have billions of dollars gone into the government, a bunch of it been wasted, and then the government allocated it really inefficiently. That's actually what people would rather see because it's got to have some kind of negative connotation to it when it's coming from a company, right? It's only, it's only for something bad. So, But we have to highlight this because this is something good that is happening inside of capitalism, one of our biggest companies, you know, it's them and Google and Apple, some of the biggest companies. This is something really good that they're doing. They're building this 63, they're dedicating the 63,000 square feet to this homeless shelter in Seattle. And Seattle's got a major homeless problem. So this is something really good that we have to take note of when, when this kind of thing happens, because every single day we're having to defend capitalism against people who are attacking it, which is crazy if you want to think about it. It's us defending our right to seek value freely without the heavy hand of a tyrannical government. But just a side note there. Which is weird that you have to defend that. So we just have to defend our right to exchange with each other voluntarily. Freely. We we should definitely have to to defend that for sure. No, you shouldn't have to defend your willingness to steal from people and allocate their money however you want to. No, you shouldn't have to defend that. Well, we're on this talk of slavery. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, do you think that people are actually going to take this as a good thing? No. 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 <laughs> no. That's the answer. No, they're not. But you know, it is cool. Like you see these large corporations. You know, we talked about Bill Gates. We did a whole episode on Inside Bill's Brain, which was the Netflix series. Um you talk about these rich people, even uh the Koch brothers, which uh there's only one of them now. One yeah. one passed away. The Koch brother. The Koch brother. Um, but they still have a obviously a massive wealth. You talk about the Waltons and there's all kinds of massive philanthropy going on. Yeah. And it's only made possible by the, by these people being ridiculously wealthy. Yeah. And they take on these passion projects because it's important to them that they were, they were given much and they believe in giving back. And I think it's much better and the money's used way more efficiently. I mean, the data's mm-hmm. in on that. Yeah. And it's used way more efficiently because We've what put seventeen trillion dollars in twenty seven trillion twenty seven trillion yep. since the war on poverty took place. Yep. 
and they, we still have all these problems. These and people are have, still homeless in Seattle. Yeah, exactly. $27 trillion has been taxed and spent. And now you have these companies that are, you know, putting in a hundred million here, a couple billion there, yeah. and they're doing so much more good. Yeah. Um, even, you know, whatever, even the other charities like Salvation Army, they always do the Christmas stuff. They be get, they get big around this time. Um, you have all these charities. In fact, I believe the last time I looked at it, the United States still gives about $400 billion to charity, even though we're already taxed, we're already fleeced, yeah. you know, 30, 40, 50% of our incomes. We still give $400 billion to charity. Yeah. And which is more than like the next 20 countries combined. And somehow that's worse than the government stealing your money. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. And the problem, you know, the reason that we like this more is because we want to actually see this money get put to good use. You want it to be as productive as possible. So when this money is spent uh, helping people who are in poverty, helping people who are homeless, you want it to still be spent in the most efficient manner possible. And this is more efficient for Amazon to allocate $100 million to do something in Seattle that honestly, the the federal government or the Seattle government probably would have had to allocate like $5 billion to do half as good a job as what Amazon's going to be able to do with this money. And that's the problem. It a four-story building instead of eight stories. Yeah. That's, and they, yeah, it would it had terrible facilities. You know, Amazon's going to, they said they're going to pay for utilities, all, all that kind of stuff. They would just have and terrible security. facilities. Yeah. And security for the building. So it's going to be a nice, safe building. Um you know, the, when the government takes this money from you and they spend it on people, they don't do it efficiently. You know, that's your that's your part of uh, Milton Friedman's price quadrants there. That's the, the four ways that you can spend money, uh, which is, you know, from the most efficient to the least efficient. You know, the most efficient is going to be uh, you spending your money on yourself. And then you could spend someone else's money on yourself. And then you could spend someone else's money on you. Or then you could spend someone else's money on someone else. And that's going to be the least efficient manner. And that's the manner that the government spends money all the time. So when we talk negatively about the government doing things like to fight poverty, it's not because we hate poor people. It's not because we want people to starve in the streets or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It's because there's a better way to do it. And that's what Amazon is doing right here. I can I can guarantee you. I mean, you know, a couple of years we'll come back, we'll look through the numbers, but I guarantee you, this hundred million dollars that Amazon's dedicating to this is going to be much more efficient than what the government could have done with ten times that much. I, I guarantee they're going to do more, and it's going to be better quality. And they're going to keep giving. Yeah, you know, they will. It's they will be amazing. You know, we only have a few minutes left because uh, time ran short today, unfortunately. Yeah. But I yeah. do wanted to get to the, I wanted to get to this FedEx story. Yeah, it was good. So uh, I'll let you read this one off, but I think it's absolutely hilarious. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw this. It was pretty good. Over the weekend, the New York Times put out an article just trashing FedEx about how they didn't pay anything in in their corporate taxes uh, for last year. Obviously, blaming Trump's tax cuts. So. This is uh, from Business Insider. FedEx CEO challenges New York Times publisher to public debate on taxes. So FedEx CEO, sorry, I'm trying to change these cameras here. My hotkeys stopped working. FedEx CEO (laughs) Frederick Smith has challenged the publisher and business editor of the New York Times to a public debate on federal tax policy, according to a statement posted Sunday. Pertinent to this outrageous distortion of the truth, this is a quoting from their CEO, Pertinent to this outrageous distortion of the truth is the fact that unlike FedEx, 
The New York Times paid zero federal income tax in 2017 on earnings of $111 million and only $30 million in 2018, which was only 18% of their pre-tax book income. He continued, also in 2018, the New York Times cut their capital investments nearly in half to $57 million, which equates to a rounding error when compared to the $6 billion of capital that FedEx invested in the U.S. economy during that same year. FedEx told the New York Times that its tax bill was lower in 2018 due to investments in capital items eligible for accelerated depreciation and contributions made to its employee pension plans. The focus of the debate should be federal tax policy and the relative societal benefits of business investments and the enormous intended benefits to the United States economy, especially lower and middle class wage workers, Smith added. So that's a I mean, that's pretty cool. I really hope that this debate happens. Because it sounds like you have a, a pretty good pretty good businessman here, probably knows his stuff, and he wants to debate someone from the New York Times about federal tax policy. I'm pretty excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah, I like how they could dig at somebody when they paid zero yeah. in 2017 <laughs> when they made 111 million. Like most, of, this is mostly public information. I don't know if the New York Times is a. I guess they're not a publicly traded company, so maybe it's harder to get their information. But FedEx is a public company, so it's not like they're hiding anything. All of their ledgers, their their numbers at the end of the year are public information. Right. They're a public company. So you can go look up their stuff. So they do this article uh, trashing FedEx for not paying taxes in 2018 when they didn't pay any taxes in 2017. <laughs> yeah. How ridiculous <laughs> is that? And they only paid $30 million in 2018, which was a mere 18%. Yeah, 18%. Now, here's a, here's a newspaper who's probably got 50 articles a month talking about how the corporate income tax should be like 75%. And then you look, what did they do in 2018? They paid 18%, which yeah. is below the 21.5 corporate tax rate that was set, by the wonder way. wonder how they, they got away with that. They still found a way to pay less than what the what the corporate tax rate is. So they were still trying to pay the least amount of taxes that they could. <clears throat> And this is the biggest thing I don't understand. I believe you even posted a link. Like if you wanted to gift money to the federal government. Yeah. If you don't feel like you're paying your fair share. Yeah. You know, you have these, what's that group of millionaires that advocates for higher taxes or whatever? I know you're talking about I don't know millionaire and billionaires. It's a, such a dumb group. I can't remember their <laughs> name, but there is a form you can fill out. If you would like to give the United States treasury some extra money, if you think that they are insufficient in their funds, well, you can bring their funds to a sufficient status Yeah, by filling out a form and giving whatever percentage of your income you feel is necessary without raising taxes on anyone else. I know. So if everyone, if half the country believes in raising taxes, then that half of the country should just donate Yeah, and see if, see if we really have a insufficient funds problem. Well, this is one of, this is a blatant example of do as I say, not as I do. Yes. Literally, Look at it's the New York Times. Look at look at the. I mean, they've got oh, what's that freaking guy's name that write Paul Krugman writing for the New York Times. You've got Ugh. all these people writing about how evil the corporations are and how no one's paying their fair share and how taxes should go up, and they still found a way to pay less in taxes than even the low tax rate that they were probably dogging on when they were passing the bill. More than likely, it's hilarious. It's it's literal. Do as I say, not as I do all the time that you see from these kinds of people. My favorite line in this whole thing is when he says in 2018, the New York times cut their capital investments nearly in half to $57 million. 
which equates to a rounding error when compared to the six billion of capital that FedEx invested in the U.S. economy during that same yeah. year. Fifty-seven. Everything that you invested—that's ah, just a rounding error for yeah. us. <laughs> that's amazing. So, so one thing I put in the note here. I wish I could be that guy. That would be good. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. Someday. We'll be. We'll, Someday. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, you know, a business can. You have these write-offs on your taxes, right? Like you have uh, your expenses for, say, you're building a new building or you bought all new transportation vehicles or any anything associated with earning the money that comes into the business. Well, you, you get to write that off uh, on your taxes. Mm-hmm. And that's how these people are able to end up not paying anything in their corporate tax because they get their, they reinvest their money and then they get to pay a lower tax rate. So. Which I think is a good thing. I'm okay with that because reinvesting money into the economy and growing is good. I, up. You know, I like it when it's up. Right. I like it when the economy is growing. That's a good thing. Um, I think that we should, uh, you know, let's come to an agreement. They get to do that on their taxes. How about we get to do that on our taxes too? Anything associated with providing value in society. Now mm-hmm. you can already write off. Now remember, you already get the write off like your. Uh, you know, interest that you pay on your home loan or your school loans or whatever, you know, whatever kinds of interest you're paying on those things. But most of the time it doesn't even add up to the standard, standard. the yeah. standard deduction. <clears throat> right. So, you know, the, the corporations get to write off anything associated with their being able to provide value in society. So let's just make it to where individuals can also write off anything associated with being able to provide value in society. Your whether that's your car bill, your your so your car payment, your phone bill, your anything that's associated with you being a valuable piece of society, you should be able to write it off because that would mean everyone would pay lower taxes, and that's what I want to get to is people paying um, no taxes. That's that's what I would actually like to get to. So why don't we just have the same rule here that um, you can write off every single expense that you have during the year on your taxes, and then you only pay. You only pay a federal income tax based on what your profit was for the year. Let's just do that. Mm-hmm. Are you cool with that? Yeah, that sounds great. All right, good. So we'll do it. Yeah. Good. Let's write, Let's redo the tax code. <laughs> tax code changed, everyone. <laughs> there we go. Actually, why don't we just delete the whole thing? Yes. Okay, problem that's, solved. Yeah, that's what I agree with. <laughs> Get rid of the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we got to make it a, a quick show today. Right. That's a, that's our quick show. It is. Thank you guys so much for watching live on Facebook and YouTube. We do this every single day of the week. So thank you guys very much. Sometimes later than other days, Some, later than we'd like. The time is always uh, TBD uh, every single day. So what we want you to do is go to our Facebook and our YouTube and just keep hitting refresh until you see that we're going live. <laughs> that's obviously the only answer yeah. that there is. So just go do that. Um, go follow us on Instagram like everyone else is doing these days. We thank you guys for doing that very much. Go to at Good Morning Liberty on Instagram, Good AM Liberty on Twitter. Go to Facebook, which is Good Morning Liberty, and go to our website, which is GoodMorningLiberty.us. If you guys want to read some great, some perfect, just the most perfect and wonderful articles on basic <laughs> economics that you could ever read, just absolutely perfect. Yours truly. Huge, beautiful, just big articles, <laughs> per, as perfect as they could ever be. Yeah. Yeah. So easy to read. Yeah. Easy to understand, <clears throat> broken down into economic basic principles. Yeah. That it's just going to make you smarter every single day. Yeah. Every day you check out our website, you get your IQ goes up. 
That's a, that's a proven fact. Yes. That's a, we've already done the research on that. Will Farrell endorses that. Yeah, he does. So I talked to him the other day. And we and thank him for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you guys could do two other things for us, that's one, leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, five stars. If you think it's worth it, tell us uh, what you like about the show. And then the other thing is you can support this show by going to our shop. We'll give you something in return. We got awesome t-shirts, coffee mugs, hats, stickers, bumper stickers, whatever you name, we've got it on the shop. So you can go to goodmorningliberty.us slash shop, or uh, there's a great website called gmlconnect.com. It has all of our links that Nate mentioned. We got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter on there. We've got uh, giveaways that we do on there. We have all kinds of cool stuff, and you can also hit our shop. There's a link on there, gmlconnect.com. Com. You guys do both of those things. We'll be back again tomorrow to do this all over again. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.